What do you think the secret is? Well, I mean, we, you and I have talked about this. Lots of sex is really important in a in a relationship. I agree. Good sex. Hey, I'm Mark Sisson, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. In this special 50th episode of the Primal Kitchen podcast, Morgan and I sit down for a candid chat with my wife and fellow entrepreneur, Carrie Sisson. Get the lowdown on my own and Carrie's routines from the anti-aging technologies we embrace or avoid to the daily supplements we take to skincare and our current eating habits. We also share how we met our secrets for a successful marriage, and our favorite vacation destinations. Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie and Mark. So excited to have you. For those listening that don't know, Carrie is Mark's beautiful wife. Um, We've been talking about doing this forever, and Carrie was just on the Skinny Confidential podcast with Mark. So for those listening, if you want like a really behind-the-scenes great interview, you got to listen in Skinny Confidential. Check out Mark and Carrie's episode. All right. Let's start back at the beginning. How'd you guys meet? Well, um, we met uh, uh, sort of unofficially at the Sports Club LA in 1987. Um, I joined to meet girls and it was, it was the, and it was the sports club LA was the quintessential country club slash, uh, gym in, in the world at the time. It was a hundred thousand square foot gym. No one had ever done anything like that, that before. Uh, and so that, and I lived in Brentwood, so it was right down the street from me. So that's okay. That's, that's where I'm going to meet some hot, hot girls. And what are you and doing? And I joined to meet my husband. Yeah. And, and- she- and what were you doing at the time? Um, at the time, I was sort of uh, a little bit of acting, uh, a little bit of house painting, and uh, a little bit of coaching. And and is this like post frozen yogurt shop in San Francisco? Yeah, okay. That was, yeah, I, okay. I, I had my I had my Northern California years where I um, had a large painting company and I had a frozen yogurt shop and a, and a restaurant at that time, and then that sort of. Uh, um, the economics of 1983, 84 were so horrible that we sort of lost my partner and I decided to split up and I went to LA from Northern California to find my fortune. And part of it was to, to, uh, meet what I hoped would be a future wife. I didn't know. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's how I wound up in Los Angeles in 86 and 87. Okay. So you guys meet at the sports club, but like, tell me more. Well, so, um, we, we met, we didn't even meet at the sports club, right? We saw each other at the sports club. So I had eyes on her. Apparently she had eyes on me. I was uh, also consulting with a clothing company at the time. It was sort of a part-time gig, but I was uh, a business consultant to a clothing startup that was in active sportswear. Um, and then uh, and then I'll let Carrie take, take the story from here. From the sportswear show? Oh, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from you, where? You, were, oh, you were working with, with Lynn in, in your company. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So wait, were um, you just working out at the gym or what were you doing? Oh, I was just working out at the gym. But I was into uh, sort of Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, and it's like create your reality or manifest your future or manifest the life you've always dreamed of. So at that point, I thought, okay, I'm I'm going to join a gym because my intention here is to meet a husband. I was in my early 30s. I really wanted to have kids. And I thought, you know, I should probably start moving in that direction. Yeah. So my daughter and I started a workout where no, your sister and you. I mean <laughs> I always confuse Lynn and Devin, Devin Lynn. Um 
Yeah. My sister and I had a workout line where we were making workout clothes, okay. which is why we actually ended up talking. I'll t- get there in a minute. But um, what kind of workout clothes? Like leggings? Oh, yeah. Leggings and uh, work. I mean, but this is the 80s. Was this like a built in bra? Oh, before you guys were trendsetters. Lulu or Aloe or anybody else. Okay. Yes, and they were leotards. Yeah, I mean, it's all coming back. Right. Yeah, maybe you guys should fire this back up. I feel like the time is now. God, another thing. We have so much to talk about. No, because Mark's doing this new company, which we'll be talking about, and I'm doing the workout wear. So I'm doing tracksuits, sort of juicy meets Adidas. Like, I'm going to do my own version of that, and I'm really excited about that. So I'm going to be doing that. Okay, great. But anyway, he came up to me and my sister at this retail. Yeah, so we were, we were at a trade show in uh, Long Beach, and we were, I was setting up the booth for the company that I was consulting with. You know how trade shows go. And so I was, I was there setting up a booth, and the two girls that I recognized from the gym walked by, and I'm like, this is my opportunity. So I said, hey, I know you guys from the gym, don't I? And that's where we introduced each other. And uh, I think that, that, that little encounter ended with, we should probably work out together. And so that was the line. Got it. Yeah. So then your first date, was it working out together? Yeah, we just went to the gym. Okay. And we're working out. You know, we we were both dating other people at the time. Okay. So we just worked out together, became friendly, go grab a bite after. So you friend zoned him at the beginning? Definitely. Okay. No, he was actually, he was doing a lot of cardio back then. So he was a little... <laughs> bit leaner than I wanted. Okay. He's since started lifting weights and he's, he's, I was too, I was too skinny. I was a poster child for men with no asses. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, that's, you know, I didn't do legs. I just did, you know, running and cycling was my thing as an extra athlete. So she wasn't, uh, you know, she wasn't like coming at me like, oh, this guy's got the physique. I guess I just had the personality. Yeah. So then how long did it take before you're like, oh, maybe I should move him out of the friend zone? We'd grab a bite. Did we talk about this in the last podcast? We grab a bite every time, and not every time, but after we work out occasionally. And one night we were grabbing a bite and we were having a glass of wine with something to eat. And I said, Oh, what should we toast to? And he goes, It's my birthday. I go, It's your birthday? You didn't even tell me it's your birthday. <laughs> Thinking, I'm out with him on his birthday, whatever. So I leaned over and just gave him a kiss. And I was like, Oh my God. So then we both got rid of our partner. Oh, so you were good. still seeing other people yeah, at this time. Yeah. So you're seeing someone in your at dinner with Carrie on your birthday. Uh, well, my, my excuse was, um, it was my, that girlfriend was living in Northern California, so she wasn't around. And, uh, it was sort of a long, very long distance relationship at the time. And it was sort of, it was on its way out anyway. Okay. Then how long before you got married and had kids? Two years. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. What? It was fast. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. So that was your birthday. Yeah. That's July. July. We got married in May. Yeah. We got married in May. Uh, Two yeah. years, okay. years later. Okay. okay. And then when did Devin come? Ah, uh, got pregnant on our honeymoon. You did? I didn't know that. Man, you guys don't mess around. This was like really, you were on a mission. You don't mess around. <laughs> I don't either, either three but three it years. took me five years to get married, though. Like Adam and I dated for a while. Yeah. I do remember Yeah. That. And then right. it took us three years to have three babies. But yeah. I pushed it, though, because I was 33, 34, and I thought, you know, I want to have kids by the time I'm 35. Yeah. Oh, you were too? When you- I pushed it too. I was like, if you don't propose by like, I think we had some work event. I was like, if you don't propose by the time my mom comes out, like I'm, I'm out of here. And re- then like, I remember the, that. I rem- the yeah. day before 
was also when we weren't when we had the big mayonnaise fiasco. We couldn't make mayonnaise the year after we launched the company. And the day before I like gave him the deadline, he proposed like that weekend. And he's like, but don't you think every guy does this? I'm like, no, I think some guys actually like get proposed before someone puts before there's an ultimatum. No, my son's doing that now. Yeah. I think yeah. he's dragging his feet. This is like a fun, oh, the dragging in the feet thing is normal. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I said, if we're not married in the next year, I'm moving on because I really want to have a family and I'm yeah. not getting any younger. And so I think he was waiting till like the last day of that year yeah, that yeah. he had. Yeah, this is exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. My year's not up. Yeah. And Adam had bought the ring and I found the box. I swear this is like very unlike me, but I actually didn't open it. So I knew he had bought a ring in December and he didn't propose until like, March. So it's like he was like walking around with the ring, like taking it to work and back, brought it to Chicago and back, and like just couldn't find the right time until he finally pulled the trigger. But that is a lot really? of procrastination. Yeah. I feel like this is normal though for men. I think it is. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Now, you, how long have you guys been mar- married now? 33 years as of a few weeks ago. Yeah. That's great. Congrats. Yeah. Together, 35. Yeah. Or to hear her tell it, 34 and three quarters. Yeah. Don't you think it's kind of BS when like we count, like for me, because we dated for five years, when we count like years married and not years together. I feel like, well, what about like the five yeah, years? No, we sure. put in yeah, a lot of work it before. Just be years together. No, I think yeah. so too. I think that's Absolutely. BS, but whatever. These US traditions. Okay. So what's the secret to, uh, I'm going to ask Carrie first because I know Mark's answer. Your answer might be the same, but what's the secret to a successful marriage? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I, you know what? I, I got a degree in spiritual psychology. Uh, I've always done a lot of work on, uh, trying to have a happy marriage. Yeah. And I see my sister, my sister, I see my daughter reading the books now and I see the things she's doing and, and I love it. You know, she's like, we were here a year ago and now we're here and I read this and I read this and, and I just love it. And I really think that I'm, I'm constantly striving to have the best relationship that I can possibly have. And I can say, honestly say, we've never been happier. Yeah. I would say not even the first month or the first year. Yeah. I know about you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. But both of you, because I know you're really into the, like psychology and like working on yourself and relationships and just all of that importance. I know that's your thing, like for sure. But you are too. I mean, I don't think, I always say when people are like, oh, what's it like, like working with Mark? And I'm like, Mark is like the most emotionally intelligent older white man in existence don't you think carrie like you're a pretty like you're not easily affected by anything really you're pretty unflappable but then you're also just like very accepting of other people's emotions and stuff did you guys like couples therapy personal therapy like what's the take there not a lot of therapy. yeah i think the therapy that we that we've done um didn't do much for us and sort of you know i don't know whether we found the wrong we had the wrong people or but for the longest time uh, it just didn't, it just didn't mesh and it was like not productive at all for whatever we were going through. Then we found, uh, some people, Carrie wound up, um, doing some courses with them up in, uh, the Pacific Northwest who we really resonate with in terms of how they think. And they're not really, they're not really the traditional therapists. It's, it's really sort of, um, you know, asking the right kind of questions to go inward for yourself. And then they use a lot of their own either their own personal anecdotes or their own or stories about other people they work with that um, that wound up getting uh, things resolved. And you, you, you see these, hear these stories, you listen to these anecdotes, and then you, you have your own little aha moments that come to you instead of, 
you know, somebody telling you, I think we should do this, or I think we should try that. Yeah. yeah. Some more self-direction. They yeah. concentrate on um, uh, telling you, explaining to you how, which we all know, we're creating our life from moment to moment with our thinking. So everything we're experiencing right now, every feeling we're experiencing is either your thinking or your subconscious thinking. A lot of people think it's the other way around. So I see where a, something he does annoys me and I continue to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, why did you do that? Does that mean he doesn't love me? Does that mean da 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 And I just cause my own suffering when yeah. I can go, wow, you know, who knows? Maybe he had a bad day or yeah. maybe I'm taking it personally. It wasn't meant that way or I can just see how my thinking in the moment is causing my suffering or not. Yeah. So I think we both had that, got that understanding from this couple that we worked with up there. So, I mean, not to say it's been all, you know, wine and roses. It's definitely been a roller coaster. Most but like definitely. the stock market, up and down, up and down, Most but an up. overall yeah, trend yeah. setting yeah. up. I feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's not a linear line. There's definitely no. peaks and valleys. No. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the name of the, the couple you guys are referencing up and like people who are listening might want to look into the Well, CEO. they wrote a really great book, uh, the relationship handbook, if okay. you're looking to improve your relationship. But, um, George and Linda Pransky are the name okay. of the couple, but it's called, uh, the actual type of therapy or type of understanding. I guess they call it understanding is called the three principles. So okay. you could actually Google the three principles. Uh, but the relationship handbook is amazing. Cool. Good book. Do either of you have like personality stereotypes? Like if you were to describe Mark's personality, what would you say? His personality. <laughs> it's so interesting because I, I really think he's kind of quiet and an introvert. But I think most people, because his public persona is so outgoing and gregarious and fun and funny and lively. and But at home, he's, he's a lot quieter. Yeah. You know, I think that's quieter. common to people like who are on film or in on camera. Are you quiet at home? No. <laughs> but I'm not on camera really. Like <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, I'm not really the face of anything. Right. I'm never quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 What about Carrie? How would you describe Carrie's personality? Um, you know, outgoing, bubbly, life of the party, um uh thoughtful, um, you know, considerate, mm. energetic, uh, you know, um I would oh, say I like so you. <laughs> yeah. Today, she likes me. I love it. <laughs> One okay, day at a time. Wait, but you didn't tell me because I asked Carrie, so we yeah, got her answer, but yeah. what do you think the secret is? Well, I mean, we, you and I have talked this, uh, about this, uh, you know, offline over the years. I think I think uh, lots of sex is really important in a, in a relationship. I agree. Good sex. Yeah, lots yeah. of good sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, I think, like, sex is wasted on the youth. Like, I feel like sex is getting better as I get older. Oh, it's Which, never been this good. And I'm yeah. we're approaching 70. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think we have a problem in our society where like the older you get, the like grosser it is to have sex. And like sex should never be considered gross. I mean, or, like this body, how no, could it be? I know, so, I mean, but please, I mean, how could that be? I know, but I, I'm so I just lucky. think that's an interesting <laughs> dynamic. Do you think are like most of your friends still having sex? You know what? It's surprising how many people aren't having yeah. sex, yeah. but I'd say most of my, my friend group, my close friends are having sex. Yeah. But um, it's really it's this. Oh my god, it's it's scary how many people aren't or don't care. I saw this psychologist. She was saying if you like haven't had sex with your partner in a year, you're likely to never again. Like it will either end or you will just continue on. But yeah. and, and there's like a big trend going on now with like young men where they're like not having sex. Everything's like all the interactions are taking place digitally. They're not yeah. like out 
meeting women. I think this is like a big problem. Like you've often said, there's only like a few primal pleasures left in life, like food, right? sex. Right. Right. I mean, what else do we really have that has been with us for, you know, I don't think we'd be together. No, we wouldn't. If we didn't have such a great I know yeah. Adam yeah. and I are like, we yeah. wouldn't even like each other because like yeah. we can tell like after, yeah. you know, if you, I mean, we have three kids under five. So sometimes like, you know, five or seven days will go by and then we're like starting to fight. And it's like, I'm like, oh, hello. Like, you know, you just got to pay attention to that part. But we'll go a couple days and I'll notice he's, cr- he's grouchy. Crabby. Yeah. So I look at him and I go, okay, we definitely need to have sex yeah. tonight. <laughs> I know. But, and I interviewed this Dr. Amy Killen and she was saying that there's all these like health benefits of having orgasms and i was like he we should be something he should orgasm 21 days no a hundred times a year or something i'm like we should no, not 21 days a month oh, that's what you send me that's a yeah, lot 21 like, times a month yeah so yeah that's yeah. gonna be doing some of that yourself yeah that's for sure <laughs> that's like days. another job come on mark. <laughs> every man listening is like i'm gonna tell my <laughs> wife mark sisson said yeah. 21 days a month for <laughs> optimal health i think it is like a, an underutilized health hack though I think yeah. – I mean, what happens to your testosterone if you're not having sex? It goes down it for does. sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a natural way of boosting testosterone. One of many, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. All I right. actually do a pellet for my hormones. I okay, put yeah. in a Tell pellet me about this. every three months. This was my anti-aging thing. So I want like the whole anti-aging routine. Okay. Are well, you 72 almost? No, no. 68 seven. at 7. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to be 68. And you'll be 70 in July. In July. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah, yeah, give me the I do routine. a pellet, which uh, the pellet itself consists of the estrogen and the testosterone, and then the um, progesterone. I just take a pill nightly. But since I started doing the pellet versus the creams, because I started with the creams yeah. when I was going through menopause, um, it's like sex is like on steroids. Yeah, my mom just, has the pellet. Because it is. Your mom has the pellet? Yeah, yeah. Does she like it? Yeah, she's had it for a while. Same thing. I think she started with the creams during menopause and then has switched into it. must be like newer, a newer, newer version of the newer technology. technology or, or, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I mean, really Okay, so what like, else are you doing that's more than that? Well, hmm. I do some peptides. Okay, tell, you got to talk to me about the peptides. Is there like yeah, one CJC, doctor you're working with that's I am, giving I'm you? I'm working with somebody in Miami. Okay. And uh, seems like a good place to be working with an anti-aging doctor. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I do NAD. Okay. And I do glutathione, and then I do a few peptides and uh, CJ seven blah 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 blah, bunch of numbers, and you know I can get them for you, but I don't I don't know I don't have them memorized offhand. But yeah. I inject myself or I make him do it a lot, uh, five days a week, and then two days off, and I've been doing it now for a year. Crazy. And what do you notice besides the sex drive? I feel like I have I I don't. No, that's so much the sex drive. I'd say the pellet okay. is when I notice the difference in the sex drive. Um, I think I have more energy. Uh, I feel healthier. I feel like I get sick less often. I don't get sick very often anyway, but um, I mean, I got COVID and it was like, I think I have allergies. No, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe I should take a test. I don't want to get any. My well, and you're around like your grandkids, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know right. if they're like, and you're not, if you're not getting sick and you're around toddlers then exactly you're doing so good yeah i'd say my energy level getting sick less often the peptides are new though like what's with the peptides mark what's are you doing peptides uh no i mean i did them for a while and uh i wasn't noticing anything in particular uh so i just you know i do i've been doing testosterone you know injection once a week for almost 10 years now but and Mark and I have an entire podcast just on the testosterone yeah. injection. So yeah. if those want it, people want to really like dive into Mark's thoughts on all that, there's another entire podcast dedicated to that you guys can find. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm, I'm not opposed to them. It's just uh, there's certain uh, things that if I don't notice, you know, a, a, an immediate or relatively immediate um, benefit, I'm like, you know, then um, I'm not I'm not uh, compelled to do it on a regular basis. Yeah. So I tried, you know, I tried some, uh, you know, growth hormone secretagogue, Samorlin, uh, which is a peptide for six months. It didn't do much for me. I'm like, and my, my reason for doing that was um, one of the things we talk about anti-aging strategies, one of the things that the testosterone is for um, keeping a little bit of extra muscle on, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when you get older and you get, and, and you get strong, then the, the connective tissue becomes the weak link. So the ligaments, the uh, tendons, the fascia, the cartilage, those all become the weak links and you don't want to injure those while you're building the muscle. So, um, the, the idea is that it, while testosterone builds muscle, it doesn't do anything with these connect, with this connective tissue. So the connective tissue is more of a growth hormone thing. I didn't want to be taking growth hormone. So I took the secretagogues, but, um, again, didn't, didn't notice that much. So we'll see what's next. Yeah. Are there, is there like any supplements you guys are swearing by these days? I mean, I just take vitamin D because I'm uh, out in the sun a lot and I don't convert vitamin okay. D that well. I, that's one of the, one of the things I learned from my 23andMe experience, you know, they oh, yeah. give this stuff back. Um, and I take collagen. I'm a real strong believer in collagen. It's, it's uh, you know, beyond a supplement, it's, it should be its own food group, right? Yeah. We talked about this. It should be one of the, it should be, you know, fats, proteins, carbohydrates, and collagen should be the fourth food group. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Any supplements? Um, yeah, vitamin D, collagen, and I've had some skin cancer on my legs and have oh. probably had mm, a dozen Mohs surgeries. And, oh, wow. Uh, so I do take some things. Someone said A is good. Then someone else says B is good. And, yeah. And someone said the seaweed thing is good. So anyway, so I take a few things for that. Okay. But I'm not a big vitamin. If, if I feel like I'm getting sick, maybe I'll power the echinacea and things yeah. like that or oregano oil or I don't know, whatever. But yeah. um, again, I said that's rare. And I don't. I mean, I used to take his vitamins yeah. a long time ago, yeah. but I don't feel a difference. We're still selling them, Carrie. I mean, you get you back on. I have a lot of friends that swear by yeah. them, but I don't really like swallowing I pills. don't either. This is my thing. Like, I've switched entirely to gummy vitamins yeah. if I'm, like, getting sick or something. I take gummy melatonins at night. Yeah. And, yeah, much preferred. I can't. Yeah, Masterform is, like, what, 12 pills a day or something? Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. terrible. I know. I can't do it. Brian probably takes it. Um, anyway, okay. Skincare. What are you doing for skincare? You look fabulous. Oh my God. There, I am so excited. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing next week. We're flying down to Costa Rica. Okay. And I'm going to have umbilical cord stem cells, a hundred injections all over my face. Stop it. Yeah. But I've been doing lasers with exosomes. Okay. Um, I had a facelift a couple of years ago. Okay. (laughs) You that know, helped. Yeah. That, helped. That, was, that was my neck was bothering me. Yeah. Um, did you do it in Miami? I didn't. I actually flew to San Francisco. Okay. Someone recommended a doctor in San Francisco. But then, you know, constant facials, good product, clean, clean products, yeah. really good about sunscreen. Do you have a favorite like brand? Any favorite brands? Um, I'm using something lately that I really like, Otour. Okay. Um, it's a European brand. But... What's exosome lasers with exosomes? This is what I need to. Well, be doing. it's like it's uh, you can do it with PRP, which okay. I've also done, where they spin your blood. Isn't that like the vampire inject, facial? Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. Inject all over your face, but then I'll do it with a laser that actually 
it's almost like the laser pokes deep holes. Okay. And then you rub the exosomes all over your oh. face. And it's, what exactly exosome? A oh, portion it, of the stem cell yeah, it's without a, the DNA. I, yeah, it's, part, it's a part of the stem cell okay. routine that is supposedly the, you know, one of the working components, but doesn't contain any, any DNA. It doesn't have its own DNA. Got it. So, yeah. You've had some skin cancer, or skin cancer. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit uh, more than a little bit. I mean, um, yeah, I, I I see a dermatologist once every four months, and yeah. and dermatologists these days are very aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, and they in the, in the name of being conservative, they're yeah. they're quite aggressive, and so I'm always, um, you know, they'll always burn something or you know biopsy something, and I I, I kind of go along with it. I think sometimes yeah. that, um, like. One of the ones that we started going to in Florida, she was biopsying everything and sending Carrie in to go get Moe's. And I'm like, I just, I don't, I'm not buying that that's, that it's that bad. Yeah. And so I found another one and he's like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll Watch just, it. we'll just burn it and, oh. and, and, and we won't even biopsy because I don't need to. And, you know, there's a 90% chance it wasn't going to turn into anything. And even if it did turn into something, it wasn't going to be like melanoma, right? right. There's, you know, squamous and basal and are the two, are the two. But, you know, I think that's um, largely a result. I spent um, a great portion of my life outside in the sun. I was either as a contractor or a house painter. I was outside with my shirt off um, all summer long in New England and then all year round when I when I lived in, um, in California. Um, and then I'd go home and I'd run 15 miles with a shirt off. Yeah. It was just, you know, how, how I – did it and how I ran in those days with no sunscreen. And that would not have been an issue if I'd had a primal or paleo diet, but I didn't, I was eating crappy food, right? So I was, I was eating carb, lots of carbs and lots of sugar and lots of industrial seed oils, not because I chose to, but because I didn't know any better. And it wasn't until I was much older <clears throat> that I realized Wow. I've yeah. Been, I mean, it wasn't a thing though. Like, no, it wasn't. It a thing. was like a baby oil phase, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 No, when we were in, when I was in college, you would, you know, that was it. You go, you know, I remember driving from Northern, um, Western Massachusetts to Miami for spring break, straight haul all the way down, 24 hour drive without stopping and then falling asleep on the beach at nine o'clock in the morning and getting a sunburn first day. <laughs> That's the stuff that yeah. we did when we were, yeah. you know, young and foolish and whatever. So, so I feel like I'm I'm paying the price for that now, and I'm paying the price for, um, you know, just being outside. If you look at my contemporaries in triathlon, for instance, everybody looks ragged. You know, the skin got beat up by the yeah. sun because you're out there for hours and hours. And even if you were wearing uh, sunscreen, it would it would you'd sweat it off. It would you know you wipe it off or whatever as you're wiping the sweat off. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sort of you know, paying the price for that now. But, um, you know, everything is, it, it, everything's under control. And we just, we just, it's like going to your dentist once in a while and getting your teeth clean. I go to my dermatologist yeah. and get my skin cleaned. It's basically how I look at no, it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to this Costa Rica situation. So where did this come about? What's happening? Are you doing it too, Mark? Just carry, like, give us the lowdown. This is, ex this is interesting. Well, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the, the, the facial thing, but I'm, you know, I've been interested in, um, uh, in the stem cell concept for a long time. And I've had friends who've, who've had great results and friends who've had no results and friends who've had bad results. Uh, and I sort of held off for a long time. But recently, in, in the context of what I just said about taking um, testosterone and thinking about the secretagogues uh, within the peptide thing, 
Um, all of this is contemplated so that I feel good, so I feel better. And uh, I want to I want to feel good every day. I work out a lot, and when I work out, I get I get sore, and I get um, you know whether it's delayed onset muscle soreness or stiffness in the in my joints, or if my connective tissue is starting to break down. I want to I want to get a hold of that. Um, I, not because I want to look younger. I just want to feel Got good. Okay. You know what I mean? So this is sort of a anti-aging repair kind of concept that I had. And so my, I got some friends who are really into the stem cell thing and done a lot of research. I've met some of the top stem cell people in the world in the last couple of months or, or years um, at conferences that we've both sp- spoken at. And, and I, I become more comfortable with the idea like, all right, let's, Let's let's try this, and um, so so that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, it's not inexpensive. That's really the the main drawback for most people. That's not an issue for us, but that's uh, that's kind of the main the main thing holding a lot of people back from that. And but what are you actually doing? If you're you're not doing the face injections, no IV. You're yeah. doing it like a just a straight what? IV, systemic okay. IV. Got it. Um, you know, I know, like for instance, Ben Greenfield's probably done that. You know, a bunch of times. There's a lot well, of guys. I think are, that there's that like Dr. Amy Killen is doing yeah. these like stem cell makeover and yeah, yeah. Like, there are people doing it in the U.S. too. Dave Asprey's done it. Yeah. So, so you know, you can. There's lots of different levels of this. You can harvest your own stem cells. Okay. Which a lot of people do. They they you know do a little transfusion from themselves, or they take blood out and spin it down, or they might even do something from the marrow. Um, that's, you know, but in my case, I don't want my 70 year old stem cells to be, you know, it's like, there's probably not that they're probably not that effective. I don't know. So, um, so what we'll be using is like umbilical cord. I'm really regretting not banking the umbilicals yeah. cords for the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? Well, but by the time. But you can, you can't really use it. I've heard like, no. or yeah. Yeah. But the first day we're going to, and which you reminded me, uh, Dave Asprey, he was talking about on Instagram the other day. Uh, we have something called zombie cells or cells that are just basically floating around that, that, that are dead. Okay. Senescent cells. So, yeah. So yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, anyway, so the first day they take a bunch of our blood out. And then they clean it and they put it back in oh, to get rid of the zombie cells. And I noticed Dave Asprey was selling a product or something that does that. Like he suggested taking I don't know, a supplement oh, or something. Well, I'm not sure okay, what it was. For, we're not going to endorse that though. And I'm like, okay. no, we're not endorsing that. <laughs> I mean, why not just lay there for a yeah. minute, have somebody or who knows if that take really your blood works, out, that clean sounds, it, yeah. and put it back in Interesting. versus swallowing more pills. Yeah. And then they're also doing like a facial. Yeah, that's something that I decided to get. You're adding, like, it's an add Why I'm down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a no brainer right? to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm totally shifting gears here, but this is like one of my favorite all time stories ever. And Carrie, maybe you can tell it. Um, when we were like building Primal Kitchen and I met Mark and Carrie, like, I don't know, God, I met both of you guys. When I met you, I met Carrie at the same time. So they had this event, Primal Con, and they were both there and I hung out, I think, more with you, Carrie, than I did with Mark. Yeah. And then, She's great. yeah. And then Mark was like, can you give us a ride back to our hotel room? And I like end up driving you guys home from your event. And then you called like four months later and here we are nine years later. But um, back then, I don't know when it started, but there is a story about like a blank check next to the bedside. It was like, do you remember? You know this, right? Like, do you you can tell the story, whichever one of you can, but this is like one of my favorite stories. Okay. Um I heard uh Jim Carrey doing a I don't know, stand up comedy or something, and he was talking about he wrote himself a twenty million dollar check. 
And, you know, again, that manifesting, I want to manifest my husband. I want to manifest his life. He was, he was, he's into that. He was into it and he is into that. So he wrote himself the check and he did some movie a few years later and he was able to, you know, he was paid $20 million for the movie. So I said, Mark, I want to write you a check. I'm like, what would you be, the numbers obnoxious? I say the numbers? Um, yeah, you can say the numbers. Okay. So I said. Because it started much lower. I, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No? No. I thought it I changed said, what, what, over time. Mark's, Mark's someone that worries about money. And <laughs> and so I thought, God, what what do you need? Well, I want to know what you need to not worry anymore. Like, what do you need so you don't think, oh, God, if something goes wrong, we're going to be homeless or you know, like just, just so you can just live and be happy and not worry about money. What do you? What's that number you need in the bank? And he said forty million. So maybe this is a while after Jim Carrey, whatever. And so I wrote him a check and I put it in a tape on the night a nightstand in his little box on his nightstand. And did he know you put it there? Um, or not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, not at first. No, oh, you didn't. No, not at first. I did not. It was there. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. Was okay. A lot I, later that I discovered it. And then in a year or so, or two years later, whatever. We still weren't there. And uh, I said, and I don't think this number, I don't, I don't think you'd be comfortable with this number. So then you made I'm a getting the numbers wrong. But anyway, so I wrote it, I think for 80 or something or 60, whatever that was. And then still hadn't made it a year or so later. And I'm like, and I don't think this would be, you'd be comfortable with this number. What would you really, he's like, wait, I, I think I would really need a hundred million. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I wrote him a check and almost a year to date, we sold the company for twice that. Yeah. I know. I just like think that story is hilarious. Mark's like, Carrie's gone in there and she's changed the check like three times. Yeah. <laughs> Not even know it's sitting in the bedside table. But okay, just bringing it back here because this is a serious question. And then you. someone, okay, I told this at a yoga retreat. I was in, I went to a yoga retreat in Costa Rica last week. I was there. And this girl, I told it at the dinner party. And at the, at the end of the dinner party, we were all going to bed. She comes in my room with one of her checks and she goes, Will you write me yeah. a check? I love it. I love it. Don't work. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, but you got to you, work your ass off. Will, will too. you write me a magic check? Yeah, you got to work your. Yeah. yeah. But do you think there's actually a number where the worry goes away? No, no, no. it hasn't. That it doesn't. It, it almost hasn't. gets worse. No, it does. It, it, and you're experiencing that yourself. I it's mean, for me. Yeah, but you would never worry to you know, if I don't think, Carrie. Like, I don't, you didn't have the worry. This is a good balance. Yeah, Mark had the worry for both of you. But yeah, do you think it's gone away? Oh, it's, it's gone away enough, but it just has a, it just takes a different shape. And yeah. now it's, there's different obligations and there's different things that, that, um, tug at you. And, um, you know, and I've shared this sort of with other people who've done well in their own careers. And it is pretty a, a pretty similar thing. Like it just never, you just never stop like worrying about losing it. For instance, yeah. right now that you have it, and like when you don't have it, at least you don't have to worry about losing it. But when you do have it, all of a sudden it's like, oh my god! Now like like you know all the things that could go wrong, whether it's the market crashing or whether it's you know some crypto thing or you know whatever you make the mind you know makes makes shit up. And it's I know it's perverse because a lot of people aren't you know don't have the good fortune that we have but but i'm just saying anybody who's thinking about like one day when i have this amount of money everything's going to be great and i'll be you know better off and happier well you know you might be better off but you might not be happier yeah for sure yeah i think that's legit um, i think you are happier 
we talked about early on too. I remember like this was like back in the Coogies days, like before we were even meeting up at like Soho House or something. This is like real early on and where we were having our like lunch meetings running Primal Kitchen. And I remember saying like, if you lost everything, Marcus had like quite, you've been an entrepreneur for a while. You've had, I mean, we were just laughing last night. He was like, guess how much money I've lost in the restaurants, the total so far. And it's in the millions. I mean, this is not like, this is not just this like Prince Charming story of like, oh, you know, I just launched this company and three years later, we sold over $200 million. I mean, Mark's almost 70. He worked his ass off to build this huge following and start a movement before he then finally landed on a, you know, one product. You still have areas of the business that, you know, would I would say aren't as successful as you want them to be. And you certainly have had your share of failures over the years. So I just want to acknowledge that. So People listening aren't like, God, Mark's so annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, like we talked about back to where I was earlier, I remember asking you like, okay, so say it all went away yeah. and we had this conversation like, yeah. well, then what? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with the fact that, um, you know, my life now, I have a beautiful wife uh, who loves me and I love her. I have great children. They're set and they're on their way to becoming successful. Uh, great grandchildren, and so much of what I do in the day is put on raggedy old shorts, make a cup of coffee, um, go for a workout, do the crossword, uh, do the crosswords. So all the stuff I do that gives me joy and pleasure, I'd still have, right? And it's just the it's just the shit, the crap, the tra- the trappings, the the junk, the accumulations that that would be missing, and you know some of it would be tough to to let go of but but at the end of the day um you know i don't i, I think that somebody who makes you know 5 million dollars a year doesn't enjoy a hike more than somebody who makes $50,000 a year if they're going on the same hike yeah you know so so the beauty of being outside and nature and being in the moment and expo- and and you know having fun with friends and you know some of my best uh social times ever were were when i had zero money and hanging out with five friends uh passing a, a bottle of uh of, of blue nun wine around you know or a joint back in my 20s and listening to music it was yeah. like you know so it's you know there there's you always got to come back to what it really what really gives you joy and what makes you happy is the thing that money can't buy you have to find it yourself yeah, yeah i love that that's great okay um are you really going to have to have a hip replacement? I want to hear about this. You got to tell the listeners this. Mark made a joke last night at we had a company party and he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to get my hip replacement. I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought he was kidding. And then he's like, oh, no, seriously, I think I might have to. Are you really going to have to? What's the deal? Well, you know, at some point I will. But um, no, I I've, I had um, I was on a long workout uh, about three months ago and I was running down a hill in my new in my new shoes, having just enjoying the hell out of the run. Um, feeling really like light on my feet, and then somebody was coming up the trail the other side, and I got I got sort of pushed pushed over to the side, and then the ground gave way underneath me, and I and I literally thudded down on on that left um, on my left leg, and and it bothered me for the next couple of months, and I'm like, this should go away. This is something that that you know I it's normally an injury that would would pass. So I went I went and got and by the way, in advance of of going to Costa Rica, I was going to get an injection of stem cells in my hip if that was the issue. So they said, get an MRI and then we'll see if we, we can actually do something with it. So I get an MRI and it comes back that I have this, you know, severely arthritic bone on bone hip with, uh, you know, other frayed, 
in you know uh, tendinosis and a bunch of other things going on around it, but but largely it's bone on bone on the hip. And the guy, like the doctor, when I, I'd never met him before, he read my MRI, and when I came into the room, he's like, "I know what you're going to talk to me about because it's very obvious," you know. And I started to tell him this this story. So so it was it's been going on for a long time, and I think that one event that happened when I was on the trail sort of put me into a like, all right, that's finally bone on bone, and it's finally you know there's a, there's enough inflammation there. So. So he said, look, um, you know, perfect candidate for a hip replacement. Um, but, you know, he's a very conservative guy. I like that. And he said, the only thing better than a hip replacement is not having a hip replacement. So, okay. So uh, anyway, so I can ride a bike without any problems. I can stand up paddle. That's my main thing, as you know. Um, and I can, you know, and I can walk. This is going to be a big thing. We're going to be in Europe most of the summer, and we do a lot of hiking in Europe. So I hope I can hike in Europe. And uh, I can't run. That's the one problem. I can't play. I can't play ultimate. I was going to say, you don't really care about running. No, but ultimate ultimate's the one it. thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one thing that, that you know. Um, so you'll probably carry on until you're annoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. by that's, the lack of physical what, activity. And that's what he said. And you'll be motivated to get there. And that's what he said. He said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing until until you get pissed off enough that you can't, certain things you can't do. Yeah. And that's kind of how, I, you know, I've always, I've been injured much of my life, right? I tore my hamstring off off the bone, tore my lat, I've uh, done, you know, had a, tore my, um, um, my, uh, quadriceps you tendon. You had an Achilles thing when I met you. I yeah, remember. I had Achilles thing. Right, right, right. So I've always, you know, but, and I work around him. Uh, that's that's just, yeah. that was the beauty of primal living and of, uh, uh, you know, cross training is to work around it. But now it's like, okay, so that's that's where I'm at with the, with the hip thing. Got it. Okay, I'm shifting gears completely too. This is just something for Carrie. So you, what are you eating these days? Oh, uh, that's so interesting. <laughs> I mean, I've been very paleo keto for a very long time now. And uh, just recently, uh, I had my mercury tested and it was on the high side. So someone talked about the medical medium, which I don't know if it's a joke or what. But I really like uh, what he said to do uh, for a uh, heavy metal detox. And this smoothie in the morning, it just seems blasphemous to me to eat so much sugar. It's two bananas, okay, two cups of blueberries, an orange, orange juice, and then all the other things, the spirulina and the cilantro and the, the, green, the green stuff. Yeah, he's the right. one who like popularized celery juice. And I so, so I get up and I start with lemon water, no coffee, no tea. And then I go on to celery juice okay. half hour later. And then I go on to this smoothie, which is last me past lunch. But um, I have to say, my gut, like, I've never felt better. Interesting. And I feel like I haven't eaten this much fruit in a decade. But then are you going back to like meat at night? Or are you? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. If I if I do, if I'm not full through lunch, because that smoothie is so much so filling, then I will have a uh, salad with protein. And then I always for dinner, again, I'll have salad with protein, or I'll just have a piece of salmon or yeah, piece of steak or, or burger or whatever and um chicken but with you a were vegetable. you were vegetarian for how long oh i was vegetarian for 20 years and then i went to pescatarian for 10 and the restaurant that we're half a block from i had a dream one night that i had bacon because on the bar instead of nuts they have little bacon slices okay so in my dream i had bacon and this was 30 years after being pescatarian vegetarian yeah. Anyway, that night, Mark orders a, what's that salad, wedge salad? Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, should I get the bacon on the side? I go, nope, 
get the bacon on the salad and I ate it and somebody else ordered a Kobe beef hot dog and I ate some of that too and I never went back. It's crazy. And he used to always say, you need more protein, you need more protein. And I actually do feel better. Yeah. And I probably look my best eating paleo and keto, but I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. All this fruit. I've had a, like, I was vegetarian for a while, pescatarian for maybe like seven years too. And I, and then I've settled probably more into like a being pregnant and stuff. Like I just needed a lot of iron. Like I had to eat red meat. I was very anemic. I couldn't get it up until I was eating the red meat. But I think sometimes the vegetarian thing is like a nice, or more fruits and veggies is like a nice short term or like yeah. pause right. yeah, thing. Like and plans. then, yeah. but not like a sustaining long term thing. I'll be so curious to hear how long it sticks. My mom's like obsessed with the sour juice. So she drinks it like every day. I will. I my, will continue with that. Yeah, yeah. My boys drink it. I mean, to think, I mean, think about it. You want to not, you basically fast all night long. And then the first thing you put in your body is coffee. Yeah. It just doesn't. You know, that is that's what Mark does. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. what I've been doing. Yeah. My, no, I've been doing that my yeah. entire yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I have to say my my gut feels a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Intermittent fasting, yes or no. This is just rapid fire questions for you guys. Oh, hundred percent every day. Okay. Um carnivore diet. Uh mostly carnivore for me these days. Okay. Yeah. Devin Less, is. Devin yeah, is. our daughter, our daughter who has, you know, sort of been around the um, the gamut with uh, diets over the years finally hit upon a, the carnivore as the way to um, ideally address whatever gut issues she had and skin issues she well, had. Well, and she yeah. also has had some babies too. I think like you're yeah. so depleted. Yeah. That, but yeah. but she went carnivore because of her babies because she's breast she was breastfeeding and there was you know there was like eczema and, and certain oh yeah, um, yeah. gas gas things like that. Kids were yeah. miserable. Yeah. yeah, carnivore. The kids are very happy and the kids are very carnivore. Yeah, her little. One and three year old are very much on. Oh, that's great. Uh, not all. I mean, yeah. they eat a lot of fruits and veggies, but they they love meat. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle was vegetarian for he's he, twenty the years. The only thing he's been able to add in is uh, chicken. Okay, so, so he still, still is a vegetarian with an occasional chicken. He but really he does is. lots of protein powders though, and and you yes. know, yeah. smoothies and things like that to keep his protein up. Okay, but yeah. I could never give up my vegetables. I w- I would never do that. It's always a salad or. You know, a, a serving of protein with a side of grilled vegetables or something. Yeah. Okay, Botox, yes or no? Not, Not me. No. Well, you never know. This yeah. is LA. There's a lot of guys getting Botox and I need some. Okay. <laughs> I'm not very regular about it, but definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite destination for vacation? Um, well, so we have a house that we rent in the south of France every year for two months, and that's our favorite. You know, we... We could say, well, we, we like like the Amanpuri and Phuket, one of the greatest resorts in the world when we've been there five times. But I would say that because of the lifestyle and the the pace and the routine that we settle into the minute we get there, this house that, we, that we've been staying at the last couple of years uh, and, and are headed off to this summer, um, it's just everything about it is just a, a beautiful change of pace that feels like home but is – wickedly luxurious and um one of the most beautiful uh, locations in the world so that's kind of our favorite place it's on Kepferat between Nice and Monaco cool and you're like hiking a lot there yeah i feel like you're always running into people on the hiking path like you ran into Lauren and Michael from the skinny confidential didn't you guys run yeah, into yeah, them yeah we were, you're yeah, always yeah. telling me At like oh the cap. Yeah. yeah or like oh i was on a hike and i think this guy walked by me that you know from or Steve, or Steve Gundry yeah yeah, yeah. We, we saw him one yeah uh-huh. and we we've seen uh, a bunch of people 
uh, over the years there because it's a it's a great destination. So yeah. a lot of people do wind up spending some time there. Favorite restaurant in Miami? Wait, back to that house. We, um, I said, let's just buy a place here. We come here all the time. I love it. And he's like, no, I'm going to talk to these people. We're going to rent it every year for the next ten years. Oh, that's great. And we told him that, and and it, we love it. It's amazing. Yeah. At nighttime, it has a pool, so we heated the pool up to what ninety-one. <laughs> is it cold at night know. in the south of France? No, or no? it doesn't no. matter. No, no but at warm. nighttime, it's not yeah. hot. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. nice. So every night we'd go out to dinner, have friends over, have dinner party, just stay home, whatever. We go down, we take all our clothes off and go down to the pool at like 10 o'clock and just swim around and chat and talk. And so skinny dipping and, is a yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like Whoever's night, there, whoever's there, we have guests, you know. Also. Yeah. yeah. So fun. <laughs> Uh, but it was just there's no such thing in the day yeah so sweet you guys were skinny dipping though in the malibu house too i feel like this is a thing this is that was his favorite part of the day yeah 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 Yeah. well so no but that's when i started um plunging cold plunging was that you know i kept i think i told you remember we had a team of ant up there and i made everybody do the plunge yeah and get in the pool yeah but um we kept the pool unheated on purpose. And uh, sometimes in the wintertime, we get down to the high 40s, low 50s, yeah. right? And we had a jacuzzi right next to it. So the when she said our favorite end-of-day activity, would we'd just go out under the stars in Malibu because it was quiet. There's no road noise. There's no city noise of any, you know, you see the wildlife out behind you. Cold plunge in the pool for as long as you can stand it and then get in the jacuzzi and warm up and then go, go to bed. I was actually, well, that was amazing, but I was actually referring to uh, heat on a work day. He would go out there. He'd, he'd work really hard for several hours, and then he'd go out. I'd see him outside. He'd jump in the pool and then lay naked on the daybed and just let the sun dry him off. Yeah. Like that was literally 20 minutes. Yeah. Like he would just go out there That's and a great, do that. Great. Sort of like a, I don't know, midday. Reset? Yeah, midday break reset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was back in the day, like when you guys were in Malibu, when we launched a company, like everyone in the office had standing desks. Everyone was like on those like pogo stick Bounce like you sat on a pole that had basically it was like a pole right, with a right. tennis ball on the bottom and a seat or treadmill desk. Treadmill desk. Or we had a lot of treadmill desks. Yeah, everyone in that Malibu Chamber of Commerce had like yeah. some crazy tricked out work yeah. Yeah. workstation. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite restaurant in Miami, or maybe in the world, or both. Uh, well, uh, f- there's so many good restaurants near us in Miami. That's like, hard. like That's- it's it's really it's really hard. So I would say. Um, there's one called ZZ, which okay. is, uh, you know, a, a really nice, you know, you could always count on the, on the food there. The steak. Uh, steak is some of the best steak I've ever had, you know, and again, you can count on it. Um, but we're, we have literally within, tw- uh, three or four minute walk from our house, we have 20 restaurants that are great. So it's nice to have the variety and, uh, yeah. and it's also a real challenge not to go out to dinner every night. So we try to, when we're, when we're in Miami for any length of time, we're like, okay, we're going to stay home for at least four nights this week, right? And just and just Do cook. you guys actually do it? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do he grills a steak and then I make a salad or a vegetable or salad and a vegetable yeah. and then I'll grill a piece of salmon or chicken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. You've settled in. I feel like you guys were going out a lot when you first got to um, Miami. Every night, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think we ever cooked in that first apartment. <laughs> but I, never did. I mean, how much more are you walking now than you were when you lived in Malibu? Oh, well, so but, more certainly more than Malibu because how about miles on our car. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we finally got a car. Um, you know, after a year of living in Miami with no car and walking everywhere, and then when we finally got a car, I think we got twenty six hundred miles the first year, which included two trips across the state, 
right? Just not a lot of uh, yeah. occasion to drive. Um, so that's, that's been good. But I would say the, the better, th- the thing that we do when we're in Europe is we don't have a car and it's, we, we're doing a minimum six miles a day of walking and sometimes 14. And, uh, and, and much of it is just to get to a restaurant. And so if we have house guests, it's, we're, we'll tell them it's going to be, it's, it's a two mile walk to the restaurant and then it's going to be a two mile walk back, yeah, exactly. you know, sure. so bring comfy shoes because that's part of the ritual here, you know, awesome. but it's, it's I want to go yeah. to the South. For you. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, so do you guys, you're loving Miami. Are you loving Miami? I know Mark does. Mark, like, yeah. I would never come back to California if we didn't have kids and grandkids. Yeah. No, our our life there is so much fun. We've met, we live in a building and it's like living on a, in a resort. You know, it's on the beach. It's got a couple pools, tennis courts, gym, Pilates, yoga, a restaurant. Yeah. So that's in our building. We probably met at least a dozen couples that we've actually traveled to Europe with. Travel, go to St. Bart's, going to Costa Rica, like just really nice people that we've done a lot of traveling with and they all have boats. So it's kind of the weekend comes and it's like, whose boat do we want to go on? We'll get three invitations. Yeah, perfect. It's much so, better than having your own boat. Yeah, and the ocean it is. is so warm. <laughs> yeah. Look at the ocean here. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. What do you always say about owning a boat? Were you just going to tell that joke? Uh, no, I mean you've told me a joke about owning a boat before. The skiing joke. No, it's like standing in a oh, shower. Oh well, that yeah, that was that, a, was that was, I grew up in Maine, where <laughs> yeah. sailing, having a sailboat was the big, uh, you know, luxury because the people who lived in my village in Booth Bay Harbor were were fishermen and they had like motor boats and they were they were work boats, but the sailboats were all uh you know uh, people who vacationed in my town for the summer. And uh, people used to say about sailing off the coast of Maine is if you want to get that the real experience of sailing in Maine, just stand in a cold shower and tear up hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, that so, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Okay, this is my last question. Um, what is something most people don't know about you? You both have to answer. Oh wow! You go first. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm such an open book. Um, I mean, I, I get asked, I've been asked that question enough that I've, I've said things that now they know. Um, uh, I would say, you know, I was a, I was a great saxophone player in high school. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Sweetie, help me out here. <laughs> um, most people don't know. I don't know. It's like I'm always trying something new, but everybody knows that about me. My latest has been trying to do the splits, and I actually did them. That's good. That's a good but, one. Um, yeah, most people don't know I can do the splits. Uh, that's a good uh, one. No, what people don't know about me? Well, I think that's a legit one. That's You're just glossed right <laughs> yeah, over that. Yeah, this, yeah. This I take that win, yeah. Carrie. I would take that and, like, <laughs> yeah, really dig in there. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, are you, like, where where can people find you guys if they want to hear more? Like, Carrie, are you doing anything can anybody follow you on Instagram? Can we pimp your Instagram? Sure. Carrie Lynn Sisson. <laughs> I love um, it. And you guys know where to find Mark. Yeah, you all know where to find me. Oh, should we talk about Paluva well, for a second? Yeah, let's talk about Paluva. Let's talk about Paluva really quick. We're going to do a whole podcast yeah. on Paluva, so I don't want you guys to be offended that I didn't ask oh, you. But why okay. don't you give yeah, yeah. the so, audience no, a So my latest um, you know, new uh, passion is foot health and, and foot comfort. And so I've uh, with my son, Kyle, we started this company called Paluva, and we make – um, the quintessential minimalist shoe. It combines the best elements of, say, a five-toed shoe and a minimalist shoe with the the a uh, little bit more cushioning and great attractive uppers. So we've blended comfort, function, and style 
Um, we're only available online right now. It's www.paluva.com. And people are raving about it. We've got like 100 influencers in the in the fitness world that are like all about it and starting to lift lift weights and post their, you know, or go for long walks. Tom Hodge just did a thing today where he, he just, he rucked for like 13 miles in his strands um, with a with a 40-pound backpack on. I love it. And for people who are listening or I don't even know if the camera can see our feet, Brian, it probably can't, but... Brian was wearing his Paluvas earlier, who's filming, and Mark and Carrie both have them on right now. So check it out, P-E-L-U-V-A.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.